to episode three of season two of the expert advice from not experts podcast you're here again always with me Boonky, and then we also have chris what's going on man how you doing you're 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 you're, you know we're we're looking ahead into this weekend on a high note after thursday night put me in a slumber man thursday was tough (sighs) thursday was tough i thought i had the parlay and i just did not i did not the rams i don't know what was going on and what was your game plan to get rid of to really just not have cam Akers out there at all it was oh my god man thursday bills made a statement bills made a statement bro last uh last night what'd you think I think the Bills made a, a statement to just repeatedly throw the ball to Jalen Ramsey the whole entire day. I don't, I mean, to me, the Bills offense was th- three turnovers in the first half. I mean, the Rams coming out the second half with the ball should have went up seven at least. And then they just go three and out. It looked like Super Bowl slump to me. That That's what it looked like to me on Thursday night. I obviously as the resident bills hater mm-hmm. i'm not gonna really gaslight them you know the second half what are they they came out they threw all over jalen ramsey i mean it, he's paid way too much to play he that looked, bad he played bad he looked so bad stefan dick should have had two touchdowns on jalen ramsey the that slant that he dropped and everything even though it was a little behind him, we know Josh Allen, he's definitely a little more accurate than Lamar, but it was definitely a little behind him, but he should have had two over Jalen. I I don't expect this to be the norm. I expect the Rams to still be the Super Bowl favorites coming into the next couple of weeks. Uh, I remember Thursday you know, morning, I was you know talking shit, things like that, and one of the things I said is, the Rams defense, it's too good. It's got too many superstars. And one of them, I said Jalen Ramsey. And then, you know, I mean, it looked like he came out and he was like, yeah, I'm Jalen Ramsey. I, and then, you know, he just, he couldn't cover his tab at the bar. Shout out coach 30. It was <laughs> too much to just watch that man just be abysmal. It's the same thing that I said when we were hit, sitting here on Wednesday. I'm like, I am not giving Josh Allen credit for throwing balls to open wide open receivers. And I'm not going to do that right here. You know, wide open receivers, give me touchdowns left and right. It's it's just a defensive blunder. And that being said, I think the Rams offense should have been better. But I don't see how you keep running Daryl Henderson time after time. Never like, you know, then they're saying, well, Cam Akers was a little banged up. But if that was the case, why is he out there on just three snaps that don't even matter if he's a little banged up and you don't get hurt? So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, McVay will figure it out, though. He definitely will, but I will say, as of right now, Allen Robinson has made the list of not to bet on. I know it's week one. I know that's my over. That's my probably potentially an overreaction. But Allen Robinson, I had him on my Thursday night, you know, same game parlay of to get four plus catches. He didn't do that, and then I did a single bet of him to get an anytime touchdown because there was a lot of hype to Allen Robinson. I really went into the hype with him and Matt Stafford. Granted, I know it's week one. But he's on, I'm not touching him on any of my parlays or singles for at least two weeks. Well, the thing is, I mean, it, it, you, you clearly saw it. We thought that there would be some Cooper Cup regression, right? We were saying there's no shot. He can't have that season that he just had. 
And then beyond that, we said, all right, they got Allen Robinson. They're going to – this is still a run-first offense that I think I always considered it to be a run-first offense. And it, it, we didn't see any of that. We saw just about no run game. We saw no real creativity in the pass game because it's still just feed the ball to Cooper Cup. And then we really saw them get dismantled. So beyond that, if they're going to have to change that up. So you're going to see Allen Robinson get more involved. Matt Stafford was a lot of pressure coming through his O-line. I mean, he just had Von Miller in his face all night and... When he's panicking, I mean, it, he only has one one guy he's looking at, and that's Cooper Cup. So I think that's what was happening. Too much mm-hmm. pressure. He just knows his safety valve is Cooper Cup, so he's going to still feed him 10 targets. But I don't think that's a game-winning recipe. So I expect Allen Robinson to get more involved. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I think he's he also needs time. He's learning the system and everything. So give him a good another like two weeks. And I think he is going to still have value for when it comes to DraftKings and FanDuel and just betting and when it comes to fantasy too as well. But man, the last thing I'll say when it comes to the Thursday night game, and I know you're talking about just Cooper Cup having a good game and, you know, with Matt Stafford getting all nervous, he's going to go to safety valve, which he's a great safety valve to have. But man, Cooper Cup, that touchdown he had was in insane incredible the how he got almost four whole steps in that tight window cooper cup is legit yeah and i you know for someone like me who was kind of uh playing the anti cooper cup card just because you know i'm 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 against doing what's popular, right? When it comes down to some of this stuff, because you're already too late. You know what I mean? So if I was to bet Cooper cup, I would have strayed away from him a little bit mm-hmm. and went towards other receivers and tried to, you know, figure out, well, it, I, I, I don't think it's just going to be Cooper cup. I think there's going to be other guys get involved, but it, it clearly wasn't the actual outcome. Cooper Cup is great, and they should continue to feature him as the great wide receiver that he is. But defenses, you know, after watching that game, you got opposing coaches. They're going to sit there and say, they only got one guy in mind, and it's it's Cooper Cup. So, I, I, like I said, I'm not going to I'm not gonna chase Cooper Cup again, betting next week or, you know, DFS lineups or anything. I'm going to try to still stay away, avoid the chalk, and really hope that McVay, he schemes it up and he figures it out and just tries to get more people involved in this offense. Yeah, no, I definitely, uh, I think that's all, you know, great smart takes and everything like that because also his props are going to be super high and everything like that going, especially after the performance he just had. Um. So it was not the type of game we expected. We definitely thought it'd be a closer game, but still a great game uh, for to start the NFL season. You know, you love to see a lot of points and everything and some, still some big defensive plays. So what these podcasts, these episodes are going to be on Saturdays, going to be a little bit of a smaller episode. And we're just going to kind of recap what happened Thursday night and our bets. And then also then just talk about what bets that we have going in for Sunday. We're not really going to go into that much detail for the games because we did that actually on the earlier episode this week on Wednesday or posted on um, posted for Wednesdays. That's going to be us talking a little bit about, you know, like the waiver picks that we got and then also just the whole slate and what we like. So if we want to go into detail, see why we kind of we got to these picks. Just make sure you check out um, the Tuesday's episode. I should say Wednesday's episode. We live stream it on Tuesday. So the next little spot that we have, so what we mentioned earlier too, that between Chris and myself, 
we have a third guy that's behind the scenes, good old Senior Huevos, who gave us some locks last year during the NFL season, and he's doing it again this year. And what we decided to do is add up a little contest between the three of us, and we're just doing straight up pick your teams. Who do you like? We're going to be tweeting that out, what our entire list is. So let's talk about a few just big games that I think that we like that we got going on. So far, starting off week one, Senior Huevos and myself have a 1-0 start we both took the bills and i know chris took the rams sadly it's all right though we got some time to build up so let's go into the first game eagles lions chris the way our picks went chris got the eagles i picked the lions and the senior huevos picked the lions chris what's your pick are you shocked with the two lion plays to be completely honest i'm re not really too shocked it's it's one of those things where i do believe the hype coming out of Hard knocks, and I do believe that the Eagles may be a little overvalued. However, this this line is deceiving. I do think maybe they should be valued a little higher, possibly. But it's one of those things where the Lions weren't a pushover matchup last year. Whatever record they finished at, whatever you know, we all thought about them at the end of the year. It they played their you know their hearts out they played harder than that score that end of the year record really said i do anticipate the lions being better i don't think they're good enough to beat the eagles but the eagles are one of those teams that i see often you know betting over the past couple of years pushover matchup they just play down to their opponent and i've seen it too many times uh, that being said, I'm not betting this game in terms of my money line parlay or anything like that. Uh, I'm going to put it on the teaser because I'm going to tease the Eagles to, I think it's plus two I have them at. But that being said, I should feel comfortable with this line. I think they're going to not only beat the line, I think they're going to trounce the line. I think the defense is too good for Detroit's offense. I think their offense is too good for Detroit's defense. I think it's a complete mismatch, but I don't feel good about it. All I'm going to say in the recap that I'm sure Senor Huevos is going to agree with me, the reason why I picked the Lions, two words, Dan Campbell. Doesn't matter if you have one and that's And that's what toes. I actually I do give you, by ass. the way. I love Dan Campbell. We all love Dan Campbell. We all want to believe in Dan Campbell. But is Dan Campbell really like... Good enough for me to say that the Detroit Lions are going to beat the team that we are saying should come out of the NFC East. I don't think it's anywhere. It's blasphemy, actually, for me to be scared of this game, but I am scared of it. Okay, okay. Let's go on to the next one that we got going on here. We got Panthers-Browns, and the way the picks went out, you had... Chris going with riding with his Browns. We've heard it in the pre previous episodes. We all know he's still high up on them. And then we got myself and Senior Huevos both rocking the Panthers. We both believe in the revenge game for Baker Mayfield. And I think he's going to go out with a chip on his shoulder. And I think he's DJ Moore is going to have a great game. Panthers come away the win. I'm going to say a good conf. I would say a good confident 28 to 21 game. Listen, I mean. I had nobody on this planet since that Monday night football game where Baker Mayfield came in against the Jets and he beat us when we had Sam Darnold and 
They talked all this shit. Nobody in this world hated the Browns more, hated Baker Mayfield more. <laughs> and, and you, listen, bro. It wasn't that I even hated the Browns. It's that I hated Baker Mayfield because I always thought he sucked. When they, he <laughs> won that game, he did it. You know, it's like, oh, momentum shift. Oh, he's a great quarterback. He's going to be, you know, nah, he sucked. And it was bailout by good defense and good run game. We've seen it for years. The next year in fantasy, he was, you know, this highly drafted quarterback. He had highly drafted wide receivers. And then what happened? OBJ didn't pay off. Jarvis Landry didn't pay off. None of these big name receivers paid off. It's one man's fault. It's Baker Mayfield's fault. He stinks. He can't get the ball to his receivers. He can't read defenses. The Browns are better off not having him at the helm. I think they're better off with Jacoby B. Brisket, you know, and then they're going to be significantly, significantly better off with Deshaun Watson. That being said, they always won games through defense and run game. I don't care who the quarterback is. They're going to beat these Panthers. We'll wait and see. I'm excited to see, you know, Baker in a different jersey and excited to see Christian McCaffrey, you know, out there healthy. It's going to be an exciting game to watch. And then the next game we're going to go and just uh, real quick say with our picks, we got what I definitely believe is going to be the game of the week. And that's Raiders Chargers. The three of us got Chargers across the board. And I think the Chargers are going to win this game. I think it's going to be a very close game. I could definitely see, I could see over 65 points being scored in this game. It's going to be a phenomenal game to watch. Not only do we all have the charges, right? I think on the flip side, right? When it's going to come back, when the Chargers are, I mean, I don't know what week it is exactly, but when the Chargers have to go into the Death Star against the Raiders, I think we're all going to be on the Raiders. Because I, I, I don't see a world where this is really that far of a game, like... There's no blowout win. I don't think we're going to get a... Even if we get a blowout win, I think the Raiders will come back in the Death Star and do the same thing. I'm taking the home team here. I think both teams are phenomenal, and I just... This isn't, uh, oh, we're 3-0 three, three on the Chargers. We hate the Raiders. No. I think we all love the Raiders. I think we just say, hey, they're home. It's their home opener. They got to win it. But when the Raiders come back and they, they're home against the Chargers, I think we're all going to be on the Raiders. Yeah, I definitely think that both of these games are going to be this year are going to be phenomenal. I think they are going to have candidates to be the game of the week. You know, for example, both of them, it's going to be really exciting. I can't wait to watch this one at the 4 p.m. slot. This and whole division, this whole, whole division, division is so good. When you have these divisional games, like I don't even care. Whatever, if the Jets are playing at that time, and we got one, I'm I'm putting this game on the TV and I'm saying Jets, you suck anyway. You know, <laughs> let's, let's see if you win. But these games are going to be just phenomenal. The entire division all year. This is the division to watch. This is the division just to put in prime time. NFL needs to know. Keep this division in prime time and just give them the single block these games are going to be great absolutely and the last one that we can uh, briefly talk about for the picks it's going to be the monday night game broncos seahawks at seattle it's going to be the russ wilson revenge game and i think a lot of people are going to be on this but the three of us all collectively agreed broncos country let's ride 
Let's ride. It's definitely, I think, going to be the Broncos. I think it's going to be, I think the Seahawks are going to play a lot better uh, than what people are going to give them out to. I think DK is going to still have a decent game. He's still DK Metcalf, but I don't see the Seahawks doing anything to stop the Broncos this game. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we're going to get to it in a little while when we go over our futures. I'm very high up on the Broncos. I love them. And this is a cakewalk matchup. Revenge game narrative aside, I mean, there's just a clear mismatch in talent between both of these teams. So Denver's going to run away with this one. I would bet the bet the line, bet double the line. I mean, like you said, DK could have a good game. I think it's fairly possible. I think if anybody has a good game, it's going to be DK on that mm-hmm. side of the ball. But it, maybe one touchdown, two touchdowns. Russ is going to have four. You know, I, I mean, yeah. I'm not even two running backs that are both going to fall into the end zone. It, it's going to be a this is going to be a boring Monday night. I really wish they put the the Chargers Raiders on the Monday night. To be honest, the, if they flex that, that would have been a power move for sure. Absolutely, for sure. It's going to be, it's still, I think it's still going to be a fun game because it's going to be at Seattle. It's going to be loud and everything. But it, I think the Broncos are going to definitely win this game. No question. Then, okay, so now what we're going to do now, we move a little forward. Like I said, or a little bit earlier, we kind of talked about what games we did like and with the spreads and the slate. We went through that the entire episode. So we're going to talk about our bets and we're going to start off with what we got going for our money line parlays. I know for week one, I have two money line parlays ready to go. How many do you got for week one? I got two money line parlays, but it's really just I have a I have a nine team, and then I just added in the ten team that I think is going to surprise us. But I'll let you lead us off. Okay, so I'll go with my two. I'll just say both of them that I have going on right now. So the money line parlay, my first one I have going is I have Ravens, Titans, Bucks, Bengals. Four teamer odds are a plus three forty four. I think the, these are all games that are going to be good games, or at least I think are easy kind of wins. I don't want to say this is the easy. Ravens, Titans, I were definitely I was confident about. Bucks, I think the Bucks are going to win this game. I think this is going to be a great Sunday night game. And then I think the Bengals definitely should beat the Steelers, but being a divisional matchup and everything is a little, you know, that always makes you a little nervous, any type of divisional like games. But I like this for nice little four-teamer for plus 344. And then I have a revenge parlay money line. I have Broncos, Panthers, and Chargers odds at plus 271. Not the not the best odds and everything like that, but I think three again going to be good games. I and these are all teams that I've I have high confidence in to get the revenge they wanted. Those are the two money line parlays that I'm rocking. And they're both, you know, very reasonable. I'm not going to take the Ravens, not for any financial advice purposes. That's not the reason. This is all strictly based off being a biased Jets fan. So that being said, I don't even need to discuss that anymore. (laughs) I do have, like I said, I have my nine teamer and it's going to be Colts. It's going to be Bengals. It's going to be Browns. It's going to be the Commanders. I hate that name. I'm going to still call them the football team, or I'm not calling them the Commanders. I, I can't do this all season. You know, it's just not It's not going to happen. Um, Titans, Chargers, Packers, Bucks, Broncos. That's my nine team. Feel very confident about that. But then I have the 10 team that I'm adding in, and this is the reach pick, but I do think 
We seen it last year. They got off to a real hot start. And I really don't think Kansas City is going to be as good as they once were. And, you know, you could quote me on that. That's fine. You pull up this clip later on. <laughs> I don't I think Kansas City finishes third in the division. And that being said, I do think the Cardinals do beat them week one. The Cardinals, I am I think they are they have a good chance to win. You when you have Kyler and even though he doesn't have D Hop, but he's getting his favorite target from college on his team now with Hollywood Brown. You got to give him a shot. I'm not that confident to throw him on the money line, but I do have them in a few teasers that we're going to talk about next after the parlays here. And like I said, it's I played the nine team money line. That's what I feel good about. And I'm like, now, if the Cardinals win, I'm going to be upset that I didn't throw them on the money line. So I just, you know, I take it one step further. I add them in and I say, all right, you know, I throw a little less money on it and that's it. Like what I'm trying to do this time and everything my bets last year, I would tell you a lot and rock out those, you know, and create these lot of leg parlays and everything. And they're fun to watch, but there were, there were one or two that we had like nine or eight legs, eight teams to win. And we were off by one. So I'm like, you know what? I'm still going to throw them in every once in a while, but I, I definitely this year, my goal is I'm doing a little less legs this year. And th- no, you're you're not wrong. I mean, these big parlays are pretty uh pretty ridiculous. But when we when we talk about it, right, it's gonna feel real good to hit one of these. Oh, absolutely! So, <laughs> you know, it's gonna feel real good to hit one of these. And, and all you need to do is hit one of them, and then you'll be pretty good. But that being said, you know, I'm gonna. I'm get, these are my these are my nine teams. I could add in the optional optional tenth. You know what I'm going to end up doing is I'm also going to th- these are the teams I'm riding on Sunday, right? So I'm going to sit there. I'm going to like okay, let me throw in my same game parlay with a Bengals victory. I'm going to bet the Bengals outright, and I'm going to bet you know Mixon on a touchdown because if the Bengals are winning, they're going to run the game. I'm going to bet Mixon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when I'm sitting there. You know, bullshitting before the Sunday night slate. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say, okay, who's got some? Who's got some juice today? Who's on my fantasy teams? You know, what am I rocking with? You know, Colts money line, or even I take the Colts on the spread, and I sit there and say, okay, let me throw a JT touchdown in there. And that that that's how I play it. You know, so these even though I got the nine team money line parlay, I'm gonna do some variations of this and add some other things in it to make it a little more interesting as well for sure so do you have any more uh money lines if you don't we can move on to uh your teasers that you got no those are my only money lines so the teaser now you know i i'm playing with a couple of the same teams you know what i mean so you know i got the colts i got the Bengals, i got the browns but i'm taking them at their line and what i'm doing is i'm teasing them six points so most of these guys are getting teased through a touchdown. So now, instead of taking the Colts at minus, it was seven and a half, I got them now at minus one. You know, it's just a little bit of a better line. I think the Colts money line is going to win. So the minus mm-hmm. one gives me a little more of a boost. Mm-hmm. It's fine, not that much. Bengals turns into a pick They're going to be just a money line after the spread. So that's what the plus six does. 
Eagles now, like I said, I'm going to put them on the teaser. I'm going to tease them through zero to plus two. So now I'm going to have a little bit of a cushion. I still think the Eagles win it. Uh, but, you know, little cushion ain't going to be too bad to help the nerves, help the blood pressure out on Sunday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Browns going to tease them to plus seven and a half. They're going to be six points, brings them to a half over a touchdown. So that gives me a nice little cushion. The football team is going to be plus four and a half. Titans going to tease them through zero to plus one and a half. And then we're going to have the Raiders to nine and a half. Packers to plus five and a half. Bucks to plus three and a half. Broncos to a pick them. So that's just a money line. So that's where I'm at. That brings me up to odds of plus 1,854. Nice little payout. A lot of nice cushions there. Some safe bets. And then the last variation is I throw in the Cardinals plus 12. So I don't think... I I like them at plus 6, but plus 12, I don't see how they could do you wrong. Okay. Yeah, no, honestly, I like a lot of those picks in here because a lot of those, a lot of these games too, in general, like when you add six points, there's a lot of points in the NFL. Like even bad teams can have a good day. You know what I mean? So, uh, so the teasers are definitely been a lot more, is a lot more fun and stuff I've been looking to. And a lot of these games with like, I don't trust the spread on how it is, but when you add the tease, I'm like, okay, I like this. I see this. So like, for example, like in my tease, I did a teaser parlay and I did posted this up i want to say on wednesday or yeah i think wednesday night so my i added six points but my um, lines may be a little bit different than when yours did so on my teaser parlay that i built out today i have now the ravens minus one niners minus one i have the cardinals plus 12 because i think that game i think the cardinals could actually sneak it out like we said a little bit earlier so they get them plus points and it's so tough to take not take the cardinals plus points and then I have the Raiders at plus nine and a half. And that odds uh, lower payout for the four, but odds uh, at plus 260, I think is a real safe play. Yeah. Like you said, it, it helps you take some games that you may not have taken before. And it, the Jets, when they win and they ruin all your bets, you know, just, just no, no, I, I said, I told you so, you know. <laughs> we'll wait and see dude we'll wait and see i know i'm gonna get an earful in when that if that happens i'm not gonna say when if that happens and then... i would really enjoy it <laughs> you just need you're being a jet fan you just need some something to cheer about with the jets that's what that's what Psycho it is revenge game narrative man yeah, okay yeah okay and that was not going on the revenge parlay that would have that would have been a revenge parlay you know what 10 years ago <laughs> So there's any more bad blood him and Lamar might be, you know, dapping up before the game and saying, Hey man, I told you so. <laughs> oh my God, bro. So the next one we got going up for the bets we got is this year. We're going with my dogs parlay. Cause these guys got that dog in them. And I think, so what I did last year was I decided to do towards the end of the season and any time touchdown parlay. And the reason why I did it, DraftKings last year had a boost that it was, a, if you did three or more legs, it was a 33% profit boost. So I'm like, that is awesome. And the first week I did it with the boost, it hit. And then I got hooked. I did it every week for the rest of the time. Wasn't as successful as I wanted to compared to the first try. But I got to start off strong this 
this year, week one, I have four players. I have Derrick Henry, anytime touchdown. Evans, anytime touchdown. Mixon, anytime touchdown. And Justin Jefferson, anytime touchdown. Odds at plus 1091. Let's ride. I'm gambling again. I can't wait to see this hit. The only thing that stinks is that they're not all the one o'clock games. Normally, I tend to do like the one o'clock. So it's almost like my baseball no run first inning bet after the one o'clock games. There's no more sweat. But so this one, I got one. I have a four o'clock. I have a Sunday night. So I'm going through the whole Sunday. I can't wait to watch this hit. Yeah, I mean, I like that all. I'm definitely going to be rocking that one out, man. I mean, there's no the Vigon. It's pretty good. I don't see a reason why Henry. I mean, I the, we'll, we'll go into that one. I got a player prop for him, too. But I think he's going to have a great game. Justin Jefferson. I love him in this matchup. They got this one being a close game with a high over under. So there's going to be points to score, and that's going to run right through Justin Jefferson. Absolutely, man. Let's freaking ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. And let's, <laughs> dude, I, I stand by. That's one of the greatest things. Uh, that, that, if Russell Wilson wasn't going to be in the Hall of Fame, that video, that clip puts them, hits him in the Hall of Fame. Bro, it, I just love how Russ, it's like, you know, I, I don't think everybody hated Russ, right? But I don't think everybody was like a Russ fan. However, you know, it's the same thing with like Tom Brady when he left the Patriots. It's like, now we like Tom Brady. It's kind of the same thing with Russ now. Now I like Russ. You know, I didn't like him before. But now after all this shit, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty up on Russ. Oh yeah, no, Russ is great. He's away from Pete Carroll for, we all know that if you're, I've been a long-time listener of the podcast through season one. We do not like Pete Carroll on this show. So he's away from him. So he's so much better now. So the last little bit for the best that we're going to go into before we go into the player props, I'm going to talk about my Sunday night parlay. I'm going to do a same game parlay for every single night game every week. I got a Sunday night. I got a Monday night. Then what we're going to do is then Tricarico Chris is going to go into his little bit of his player props he's got going on and what maybe a little bit of a DraftKings lineup then we're going to talk about our future bets that we got going on so what i have for my sunday night same game parlay for the cowboys against the bucks i have dalton schultz five plus catches elliot to have over 29 and a half rushing yards i have tony pollard to have 15 plus receiving yards and then I have CD anytime touchdown. DraftKings for week one is doing a promotion for any primetime game, same game parlay, depending on the amount of legs, you get a profit boost. So if you're doing this without that boost, the odds are at plus 625. And I got a 30% profit boost on that. So then I got it to odds plus 812. And I can't wait to go. I think it's going to hit nice and easy. Going to be a nice smooth way to end a Sunday night with some money in that my pocket from there. Then we're starting next week hot with Monday night. And the way my same game parlay goes for that, I have Broncos minus two and a half, Javante Williams, anytime touchdown. I have Russell Wilson over 224 and a half passing yards, DK over 29 and a half receiving yards, and the Broncos defense to have two sacks. Odds normally are at plus 550, 30% profit boost, plus 17. I am in on this. I think it's going to be great. Broncos are going to take the win. I see all of that easy going. What do you think of my parlays, Chris? 
your parlays, I like them a lot. There's not not a whole lot to even really discuss on there. I think the same game parlays are going to be fun. I think you got the the right players in them, you know. And I like how you mentioned Tony Pollard on the Sunday night parlay. Not for nothing, I think Tony Pollard is going to have to have a bigger role this year. The Cowboys, while they love Zeke, I love Zeke. They have to understand that. Pollard's the future. He needs to get more involved, and he needs to get more involved in the past game, specifically since Amari Cooper's gone. So I think mm-hmm. that line on him is really nice, and I think he got it early enough to the point where in a couple of weeks, that line's going to get inflated. Absolutely, and I'm so sorry for my Sunday night parlay. I forgot uh, the fifth legs. I only read four. So I have, you know, Schultz five plus catches, Elliott over 29 and a half rushing yards, Pollard 15 plus receiving, CD anytime touchdown, and then I have Tom Brady to throw two plus touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a high scoring game, really high over under. I'd rock with that all day. And I'm so- going to rock with it too, by the way. Let's ride. Let's ride. I'm gambling again. What? <laughs> what do you got going on for your player props, bro? So I don't have any parlays in yet as for same game parlays. I have a couple player props that I really like, a couple guys that I'm targeting. And then, like I said, I might build some of these player props, some, some of these parlays, some of my money line parlays, all that, all that shit that I'm talking, right? It's going to all come together in some of these same game parlays. So number one, I know I said I'm full fading the Ravens, and the Jets. However, there's one area I'm looking. If I if I am, if you if you want to same game parlay this, this is where you should be looking. Okay. You gotta look at Elijah Moore. We've seen it. Joe Flacco, he loves his slot receiver. He's safe with the ball. When he played, when he had his start last year, he dished the ball 12 times to a slot receiver eight of them to elijah moore four to crowder so that being said i the the over under on elijah moore is over four and a half i think he rounces that line and i i'm gonna play hit that that line specifically i don't play that game i'm playing that line so i like that a lot and i'm adding it into multiple different parlays joe flacco loves his slot he's safe with the ball keeps it close to the line of scrimmage Elijah Moore is going to have a great day. I like that a Another lot. Another line. You like that one? I like that a like lot. That That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, that, so I, I, was, I was doing research on all these prior props, and you know, I had to get one highlight of that Jet game, and the first thing when I heard Flacco was playing, I said, give me Elijah Moore receptions. That's it. Elijah Moore receptions. So I think, I think four and a half at plus, by the way. This is four and a half at plus 105. You know, so you're getting plus money on betting that. I think we're I think we're in for a good one there. Next I have Jonathan Taylor. Blowout win. Colts against Texans. You know, the line 98 and a half. That's the over. You'd sit there and say, you know, that's that's not that enticing, right? Now the difference is I looked at his last games. Both games against the Texans, it was 145. Legitimately, both games, he rushed for 145 yards. That is over 40 yards than what's being projected here. I don't think the Texans' defense got better. 
and I think the Colts offense got better. So give me more JT. Give me this line over 98 and a half. I think he kills that line. Next, I have Money Mitch. And here it is. All right, you ready for this one? I'm ready. This is why I'm calling him Money Mitch. The over on 224 and a half passing yards. You know why he's Money Mitch? Because he's going to make me money in the opposite direction. I'm taking the <laughs> under on 224 and a half. I don't think Mitch Trubisky hits that line in three games. In three games, I don't think he gets the 224 and a half. Give me money, Mitch, under 224 and a half. And yeah. I'm going to ride that because one of these weeks, it's going to be the start of the second half, and he's going to get replaced for Kenny Pickett anyway. So you're just going to hit based on that. You know, give me money, Mitch, unders on all passing yards. And you're saying that confident, man. You got you increased your volume in your voice. You got that with confidence. Okay, I see you. That, that, that's where I'm running with this one, man. Then I got Jacoby Beef, you know, my boy. So <laughs> I, I'm going to say you can't go broke taking a profit. We got one thing that Jacoby does really good. He, he's a safe quarterback. He's got some wheels to him, right? The Dolphins, they had these short yarded situation. They put Jacoby in. They let him go rush for that, you know, a little bit right there. And then beyond that, he started a couple games last year. In those Finns games he started, he averaged over three rush attempts for about 30 yards in each of those games. We got the line right now. It's over eight and a half. You're telling me he's got a full game against the Panthers, right? They're going to be running the ball. They're going to be passing it. There's going to be times where Jacoby's going to be Jacoby. He's got to fall back into what he does. He's going to run for a first down, eight and a half. I think it's a soft line. I think we just take Jacoby in this first week, let him run. He's going to get that. We were, we were talking about it earlier with Henry, right? Mm-hmm. So this is for anybody who has the balls, right? And I, I, I got the balls for two touchdowns. I'll tell you that. I got two touchdowns on Derrick Henry. But if you really think he's King Henry, right? You go for that three plus touchdowns against the piss poor Giants. The piss poor Giants. Three touchdowns. I'm taking two. Okay. He but is the I king. also might throw a little on the three. I'm not going to lie. You know, I think they dominate the Giants on the ground. It's it's gonna be an easy win for them, cakewalk victory. I'm just hearing the Conor McGregor uh, in my head right now. It goes like surprise, surprise, the king is back. That's all I'm literally <laughs> playing in my head right now, bro. I think the lines and the Vig is good on it, and I I, I think we forgot because he was injured towards the end of last year. He comes in, they rush him back for that playoff game. He doesn't have a great game, you know. I think the line's soft on him, and it's not going to be soft for long. And I'm going to keep saying that. You know how I said the lines are soft, and they're not going to be soft for long, right? That's what I'm talking about here, Travis Kelsey. He's the last man standing over there in Kansas City. Mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. he's Mahomes' best friend. I'm going to not only take these each of these separate, I'm going to parlay them together, right? Travis Kelsey, over 74.5 yards. Travis Kelsey, over 6.5 receptions. I think both those lines are soft. I think Kelsey's going to have probably around the, the line of eight receptions. That's where I would have started at in the over-under. And I think yards at 74.5, while it is a lot, I, with all those receptions, he's going to be 
you know, 10 yards of reception. He's going to have his breakaway runs. I think he's going to hit over 74 and a half, over six and a half. And I think those lines are going to go up. So right now I do think they're soft. In the Sunday night shootout, I got a little parlay back to back. Play these together in the same game, whatever it wants to be. Tom Brady. He's going to run for that first down. You know what I mean? He's going to get behind. It's going to be the third and one. He's going to get behind the center. He's going to get that first down. They got the Tom Brady over of rushing yards over a half a yard. All he has to do is get behind his center, tap him on the ass and say, hey, we're sneaking this one for one yard. And then he gets the, he, he wins that. How many times does Tom Brady do that in a game? Best you in know, the business. I, I'm taking him there. And then I'm taking CD over 67 and a half uh, receiving yards. Again, Amari Cooper, it's a lot of yards to fill up, and CD's going to have a great year. In our game of the week, I got Derek Carr and Justin Herbert actually both over their lines. Derek Carr's is 266 and a half. I like his better than Herbert's. Herbert's is 281 and a half. I don't think I don't think the the Raiders are going to have the run game they had. I, they're having a new running back. Jacobs is kind of on the decline. I know no one's really hyped for him. You got Devonte Adams. You got Hunter Redfro. Waller should be out there. They're going to run the ball through the air, close to the line of scrimmage. That's going to equivalent to receiving yards for Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr passing over 266, and I like Justin Herbert over 281 as well. I think this is going to be an aired-out shootout. And then lastly, you know, because let's ride, we got Russell Wilson over one-and-a-half passing touchdowns, so he's got to throw for two touchdowns. But then I'm going to complicate it a little bit. We're also going to give Russell Wilson under 33 and a half pass attempts okay Okay. because the under is based off of he did his job already Mm -hmm. against a team that can't compete so now we're gonna run we got two good running backs beyond that russell wilson would have done his job right what's russell wilson's job it's to throw that bomb touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. Longest completion, Russell Wilson, over 36 and a half on his longest completion. He's going to throw that moon ball. He's going to get two touchdowns at least. And then they're going to say, Russ, you threw 25 passes. We're going to run this clock out because our defense is stopping them on all fronts. We're going to get out of here healthy and enjoy our week one victory. So that's my three Pete parlay for Russ right there. Over one and a half touchdowns, over 30, over 36 and a half for the longest completion, under 30, 33 and a half passing attempts. I like all those. I'm not going to lie, especially with the Russ, the longest completion, the over 36 and a half. I think he's going to have an easy, quick bomb to, to Judy. I think that's I think that's almost a lock. I like that a lot. Yeah, and all, I mean, again, we know. Seahawks, they don't got the defense. Who's back there? Jamal Adams? That's an in-the-box safety. He don't even play pass coverage like that. So I, I don't even know. I, I, don't, I don't see a realm where they stop these two receivers. I think the bomb touchdown's coming. We know what Russ wants to do. We know the game he plays. We know his best, his best football is that moon ball. He's going to get that. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. So, man, are you ready for Senior Huevos locks? Of course, I'm always ready for Senior Huevos locks. All right, here we go. Senior Huevos week one, his locks. He has Eagles at minus three and a half. He said Jared Goff is 5-0 and against the spread in week one. Fuck him. Also, the Lions have no offensive line due to injuries. Then he has next Ravens minus six and a half. Joe Flacco. Even his kids think he sucks. Hashtag fade the Jets. Then he has Steelers plus six and a half. And his reasoning is Tomlin is 45-23-2 against the spread as an underdog. And that approves to 19-6-2 against the spread as a division underdog. So that's 76% win rate against the spread in this division. Because that's a huge mismatch for Tomlin against Zach Taylor and an advantage that's only bigger with a whole offseason to prepare. It's also another week one division underdog spot. Then next he has the Texans plus seven and a half. Because the Texans are non-playoff underdogs. They won four games last year. They're division underdogs and even better, they're at home. Division underdogs at home in week one are 22 and 13 against the spread at 63%. And if this line gets back to eight, week one dogs of eight plus are 25 and nine against the spread. That's 74% and a perfect nine and O in division games. Then he has chargers edges at minus three. And then his two props that he likes so far this week is Juju at over 46 and a half receiving yards and Rashad Bateman at over 45.5 receiving yards. And that is senior huevos locks of the week senior huevos did his homework he did um, his homework this year bro i'm excited senior huevos. Say, claps to you I man i am not against senior huevos's picks but what i am against is what he said about joe flacco all right <laughs> leave, leave the kids out uh, whatever you know we know Joe Flacco. We know what he is. He don't stink. He ain't gonna wow you though. I'll tell you that. I don't know, man. I think I'm agreeing with uh, I'm agreeing with Flacco. I mean, I'm agreeing with Senior Huevos on this one. Yeah, you got to bring in the kids in this. That's mental. That's the mental game. <laughs> but those so far, those are the bets that we have going on when it comes to our props. You know, money lines, same game parlays, spreads, all of that. So last, we'll end the podcast with. Our boy Chris, my co-host, he's doing a DraftKings lineup. He's going to do one every week. He'll read to his team, and that's how we're going to close it out, and let's win some money. Chris, what's your lineup? I might do more than one. I don't know. This week, I'm going to do the Millie Maker no matter what. Uh, one contest. Keep it easy. But you got to play the Millie Maker. you got to do one thing, and you got to stack the game with the highest over-under. We're going to take the Raiders Chargers. This is going to be the best game of the week. Derek Carr, you could get a quarterback at a pretty good discount. If we're saying, if we're saying this is going to be a complete shootout, Derek Carr at 5,900, it's a steal. I'm going to take that back now with Eckler as my running back, play the Chargers side of the ball, and then Gibson being the last man standing in a plus matchup against Jacksonville, I took Gibson as a value running back as my RB2. Stacking Derek Carr with Devontae Adams, that's the connection. They paid a lot of money for that connection, so I paid up for it to have it in my DFS lineup. 
my wide receiver, I'm bringing it also back with, is Josh Palmer. So the Chargers, you know, we have Keenan Allen, we have Mike Williams. We all know this already. But high-scoring game, you got some other guys who are going to catch some passes. At 3,800, real value pick, I think Josh Palmer, if he catches a couple balls, catches a touchdown, anything like that, he's going to pay off far beyond his price tag of 3,800. Lastly, at the wide receiver position, I brought it back with Elijah Moore. Just greasy PPR numbers. That's If we're saying over four and a half, I think just based off PPR, I think he could have seven points. Say one of those catches is in the end zone, you could get the double digits real easy. I said it already too. Take it while it's there. Mark Andrews was the highest priced tight end at 7,000. Travis Kelsey sitting there at 6,600. That is a value for Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey should be the number one guy. Take it while it's there. I forced Kelsey into my lineup and I ate the points somewhere else. Whatever. Get Kelsey in your lineup. Flex position, I took Jacoby Myers. Think that's going to be a little bit of a high scoring game too. You know, we should see the Dolphins throw some throw some balls to their receivers, you know, that are making 25 million named Tyreek Hill. That being said, I think the Patriots are going to have to do more than just run the ball on Sunday. They're going to have to throw it. Mac Jones is going to have to throw it. And the guy that they're going to throw it to is their main guy, Jacoby Myers. Lastly, I had to figure out what defense I was comfortable taking at the lower price point because I took a lot of high-end guys. So my defense I'm rocking with here is the lowest defense, price defense, going against one of the newest quarterbacks in the league. That's the Chicago Bears against Trey Lance. I think they can get a turnover. They can get a couple sacks. They can shake him up. That's all you need. You get one pick and a sack. They already paid off at their price point. They're like the fourth lowest price defense. If I could get that and I could jam in some of these higher value guys across my wide receiver and my running back position, if if they just get a turnover, a sack against a, new, a newbie out there in Trey Lance, they're going to pay off at that price point. That's my lineup. That defense, honestly, is a real nice little spot for you at the ending, especially because with Kittle being a little banged up. So who knows how like productive he's going to be. So honestly, that defense might be a little bit better than you even you even think. Yeah, I actually never even took the Kittle part into consideration, but that, that that's a nice little added bonus. You know, if he's if we're saying Kittle's the number one target, especially for the run game, Kittle let alone what Kittle does in the pass game. Kittle is a run game specialist. He's a blocking tight end. Over a receiving tight end, he's a blocking tight end. That hurts your offensive line. That helps the pass rushers of the Bears. And then again, young quarterback, going to make mistakes. Absolutely. Well, everyone, let's win some money. Week one is phenomenal. So happy to be back. Let's come back on Monday with some fantasy wins and with some green in our pocket. Everyone, see you all Monday. Let's ride.